See, sometimes you or I can get comfortable doing things like we used to do. But there goes God using us how he wants to. See, straight out the bed, sometimes he will say, go do what you know how to do that you do so well because you know what to do because you're doing it so well because you know how to do and you know how to do so well because you're seeking me for my instructions as to do and as you seek me as to do and you know what to do because you created to do there go you do what you do because no one can do what you do like God put in you to position you and not to do it so well straight out the bed Record. Straight out your bed. Cook that recipe. Straight out your bed. Go do that new hairstyle. Straight out your bed. Go release that new song. Straight out your bed. Go give that new word. Straight out your bed. Go design that new logo. Straight out your bed. Straight out of your bed. Straight out of your bed. Straight out of your bed. Sometimes you may fall getting out of your bed because sometimes our bodies take a little time to get up because the brain is just like, okay, you're up. It takes time for information to program itself to our brain so it can follow what our body is really trying to do. You ever move too fast and your mind got to catch up? Come on, somebody. And welcome with God. Sometimes your body got to catch up. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to get out your bed to go and make a phone call. Sometimes you got to get out your bed and go pay a bill that God put in your account to go pay it. You got to get out your bed to go put gas in somebody else's car. You got to get out your bed to help restore somebody else's marriage. You got to get out your bed and go and record like God asked you to. No matter what type of way, shape, or form, get out your bed and write the new thing and make it plain and simple and don't complicate anything. You got to get out your bed. Sometimes you say, Lord, I thank you. Close your eyes and go back to bed. Sometimes you got Get out of your bed. I'm trying to tell you. Everything is a process. Even getting out the bed. I used to get out the bed and trip up and fall because I'm still in the dark. Got to turn my lights on so I can actually get out of my bed. It because I get out the bed and I hit my toe on the wall and still recording and smiling in front of you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. The devil is trying to attack my feet. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> you better hear me. The devil is trying to attack my feet because he knows that Christ said, bless are the feet who travels and preach the good news. So if I attack your feet, you can't get around. And I'm going to tell you how he was trying to attack my feet. Everywhere I went, I was around somebody who just couldn't help but to step on my toes. And I mean, step so hard. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that your foot? It's okay. Oh, my God. Is that your toe? It's okay. <laughs> and I mean, telling you. To the point, someone stepped on my foot accidentally so hard, my big toenail lifted up. And I was like, oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Do you understand? 
Somebody just kept trying in a matter of just three days. Everywhere I went, someone rolled their cart in a shopping store. You understand? On my foot. <laughs> I'm telling you. The people backing up. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was that close to you. <laughs> Even when it came to worship and praise, oh, jump and just, oh, my God. I'm telling you, he, the devil kept trying to attack my foot. I'm out in ministry, and this woman had on some very thick wooden wedges. And, I mean, they were so thick, they was like the horseshoe size, the horseshoe thickness. And I was like, oh, my God. And she stepped back on my toe and said, I pray to God that was not your foot. It's okay. It was just a shoe, but I didn't want her to be feeling so, you understand, apologetic and not even want to just continue to do what she was doing. It would have interrupted her whole everything because she know how hard those shoes are. And I was like, Father, my feet. Father, people keep stepping on my feet. Father, people keep rolling over my feet. Father, people keep, people keep, people keep accidentally. God said, uh-uh, greater am I. Keep declaring, greater is he who's in you and greater is he who's also in you. Is greater is he to keep your feet. I said, I keep your feet from being moved. It don't mean keep you from making a mistake. No, I'll keep people who try to attack your feet to also keep your feet moving forward because you got to go somewhere. You're going somewhere. So keep on, keep on. It, it was supposed to hurt longer than that. Do it hurt now? No. It was supposed to be bleeding more than that. Is it still bleeding now? No. Do you need stitches? No. Keep on walking. Okay, God. Now, I can imagine how they were back in the day wearing them sandals. Come on, somebody. They didn't have a car. They didn't have a plane. They didn't have any of the jail that we put under the feet to put with the shoes. If the shoes seemed to hurt our feet, they didn't have any of that. They didn't have no foot, nothing. And Christ did what? Anointed their feet. Did he anoint their head at the Passover? No, he anointed what? Their feet. Did he stand up or did he bend down? He bent down and began to wipe their feet and said, bless are the feet. Bless are the feet. Now, I need you guys to go and do the same thing for others that I am doing for you. If I'm your Lord, can lower myself to anoint your feet, go and do it unto each other. Bless are the feet. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Sometimes God will have you get out of your bed. I'm telling you, and minister to somebody who wants to commit suicide. Sometimes you may have to get out of your bed just to wait for a while for God to drop that deposit. And you can feel it's a deposit because you feel like you suddenly became pregnant. I'm trying to tell you. It's like your belly go from empty to now, bam, full. There you go. I'm trying to tell you. You understand? Do you understand? You understand? I know now that God moves outside of time and space because now I'm outside of time and space because I forgot what time it is because I'm walking in no limits. There is a limit regarding space. But when there are no limits, you're outside of space because I just got out of bed and my phone said three o'clock and I'm looking like, is it three in the morning, three in the afternoon? What time is it? Come on, somebody. You forget all about earthly anything. You understand? 
Sometimes I'm like, what day is it? What week is it? Do you understand? What holiday is this? Because I'm outside. I'm in eternity with God. God, use me. Use me. Use me. And when you're being used, you're not thinking about space. You're not thinking about time. Because when God using you and I, we're not thinking about us. Come on, somebody. When we think about space and time, we're thinking about us. Don't forget this month is my birthday. Don't forget Christmas coming up in two more months. Don't forget I get off at five o'clock. Don't forget I eat right now. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget you owe me $50. Don't forget. Come on, somebody. Don't forget. Don't forget. Sometimes we don't have no problem reminding people about space and time. Come on, somebody. I wanted to go live so bad and say, you know what? To every woman who want to get married, I'm going to tell you like this. Stop saying you want Boaz. You understand? Stop saying you want Boaz. Stop saying you want Boaz. And I'm going to use A-Z-Z and not A-S-S because Boaz is A-Z. You understand? You must tell you, stop saying you want Boaz because he don't want your ass. I'm going to tell you just like that because he's already having somebody else's ass. So stop trying to want Boaz because he already belongs to Ruth's ass. You understand? So stop asking for somebody else's ass and thank God for your ass. Come on, somebody. And I said A-Z. I'm not talking about ASS. You better, you better come on now. 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 I cannot preach and try to position you to go backwards into a backwards generation when we are in a new era and God is doing something new. Boaz is actually cheering you on to receive your dude, but you can't receive your dude because you're looking at somebody else's ass that don't belong to you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Let the Lord use me. Say so. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Straight out the bed. Don't need nothing to get me up and running because I already have who I need. I already have what I need. I already have how I need to get things going, to get things up and running, to get things done for the Lord because the Lord is on my side. If I didn't know any other day, I know today that the Lord is on my side. Every time I do anything for Father, get me, because I know that you got me. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I had to look at my toes. I was like, are you all all right? I began to treat my toes like people. I'm trying to tell you. And they had something about the toes as kids, and it was called what? Uh, Ten Little Pigs? Something, five pigs or something. This little piggy went to the market. This little piggy stayed home. This little piggy had roast beef. This little piggy had none. And this little piggy cried, we, 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 all the way home. You understand? This piggy right here is blessed. And this piggy right here is blessed too. And this piggy right here is blessed and blessed and blessed just like you. This piggy right here is walking in spirit and in truth. And this piggy right here is marching and marching and marching all day long. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I realized the nursery rhymes were nothing but songs of depression. I'm going to tell you, Jack and Jill went up a hill. Okay, I get it. Now, read it to my kids. They got it. Okay.
to fetch a pill of water. Okay, they, they were going to get some water. Okay, but Jack fell down. Uh-oh, oh no. What happened to Jack? And he broke his crown. Oh, wow. He broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after my God. And we wonder why our kids be troubled. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Oh, God, okay. He's an egg, okay. He on a wall, okay. And Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. It seemed like all of them were falling down due to depression. And he fell off the wall. All the king's horsemen and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Oh, Humpty died. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Little boy blue, you understand? Come blow your horn. You know, it goes on and on. They go, little Bo Peep, he lost his sheep and didn't know where to find him. Oh, God. You know, leave him alone. Here come home, wagging his tail behind him. Leave him out there. He'll find his way. Hallelujah. But according to the word, David went and go grab his father's sheep out of the mouth of that, you understand, that wild beast. Because he knew that his father said, attend to my sheep. And if Christ said, attend to my sheep, that means I'm responsible to make sure that none of them get away. Come on, somebody. How many of us let people get away? How many of us let people walk away? How many of us let people just talk themselves out of their blessing? How many of us allow people to walk away from what God is doing and we know they have walked away? How many of us know somebody or know ourselves in a situation that we receive something from God and we begin to say, okay, I got what I want. And I still love you, God. I'm, I'm still going to praise, but it's not the same before we had it. Come on, somebody. Here's another one for you. There was a woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. Okay, that's stressful. You understand? You understand? Three little kittens who lost their mittens and didn't know where to find them. I'm trying to say, you understand me? You understand? You understand? Hallelujah. And there goes one for you. There's a brainstormer. If Peter Piper pick a pack of pick a peckers, where the pack of peckers that Peter Piper picked? Excuse me? If Peter Piper pick a pack of pick a peckers, then where the pick a peckers that Peter Piper picked? What? What? There was something amazing about this man called, you understand, Dr. Seuss. I'm trying to tell you. Because he used words to rhyme that he made up to go with words that existed. That means he came from another world and released another word in a reality. You understand? You know there's no such thing as no green eggs and ham. Come on now. Come on now. But he knew how to have the children to open up their imagination. I don't want no green eggs and ham, Sam, I am. I don't like them with a fox. I don't like them with a chair. I don't like them anywhere. Not in the house, not in the mouse, not with a this, not with a that. Everything round. You understand? One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. It was always extraordinary to have the kids to explore 
And not even just that. It was teaching kids about personality. I do like or I don't like. It gave us, you know, opportunity to look at big, small, two, three, up, down, hot, cold, good, bad. He taught us about the opposites. And that's nothing but wisdom to discern good from evil. What we like, what we don't, what we will, what we won't. You understand? And one of my old time favorites, the cat in the hat. Let me explain why I like the cat in the hat so much. Because I put myself in those kids' shoes. They wanted to go outside so bad. Nobody's like, they want to go outside. I want to go outside, mommy. I want to go outside. And all of a sudden, there's all this day coming and we're excited. We get dressed. Oh, but it rained. You know you're not going outside in that rain. We like we don't even care. We go out and play in the rain. You're not going out in that rain. So they sat in the window and just watched. But there goes the cat in the hat to come to make sure they still have a good day using their imagination in the house. And he came and did so many great things. They didn't even think about being outside anymore. You understand? I thank God for everything. I woke up, my phone, my alarm went off. I said, oh, three o'clock? Is it three in the afternoon? Is it three in the morning? Am I supposed to do anything? Did I, am I supposed to call anybody? Did I cook already? All these things go on. And the answer is yes, 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 yes. Yes, you cooked already. Yes, it's three in the afternoon. Yes, you already made a phone call. Yes, you already did everything that you were supposed to do. Because God going to make sure you take care of your priorities. You understand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just wanted to quickly get on here and say, when God is moving and you're moving right along with him, you're outside of space and you're outside of time. See, we had to write an essay for our teacher to see where our head is, to see how our walks are. See, your head show you where your walk is because your walk is defined by your mind. And if your mind is changed, how it's supposed to be changed and being renewed, then your conversation is going to be outside of space and time because you're going to talk with no limit. And the question that we were asked to write an essay is when was your encounter when you given Christ your life and receive the free gift of Holy Spirit. Explain your encounter. And I said, Father, help me put this on paper because people always ask me, Q, how long have you been saved? And for a long time, to be honest, I'm thinking about rededicated and not saved. See, I thank God that rededication is not the same as salvation, but we can have rededication because of salvation. Because if we were rededicated in a form of receiving salvation, I would be all screwed up. I'll be saved every five minutes. I'm trying to tell you. You understand? And I'm just talking about just minor things. Like, oh, your name's Sarah? Oh, I thought it was Sam. You understand? Stuff like that. Just an example out of anywhere. You understand? Just random mistakes. It ain't always, oh, I know I shouldn't have did this, but I did it anyway. No, it's not always a mistake like that. Oh, it said go left. Oh, I went right. Okay, okay I get the directions. Okay, GPS. It's a mistake. <laughs> you understand? 
I might say I was going to go somewhere and I realized something else I had to do. Oh, that was a mistake. I wouldn't even think about my plans before. Excuse me. Let me go change my mind. Let me go change what I said to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God help me with that answer. Father, how do I answer this? Because I never had an encounter to say to you, can you be to me? Because I always know who you are to me since I've been here. Christ, I never went to you and say, can you be my Lord? Because I didn't know you before I asked. Do you understand? I never had that. So I had to be honest because I cannot make up nothing. I have always lived outside of space and time as a kid. And it kind of was very challenging. No, kind of. It was very challenging as a kid to grow up already being aware that you are already called. But you don't say anything because you already know you're called to discern. So you're discerning since you've been here. And you know how to say what because you know the outcome on what's going to happen when you say it. So as a kid, you have all that already on side, on the inside, and you're releasing that on the outside. It doesn't mean that you won't make no mistakes, you won't get no spankings or things like that. But you still operate in your identity because you come out knowing your identity. And that is my case, my testimony. I have always known. My entire life, God's been talking to me and calling me. Angels have always been in my sight. Even me remembering in the high chair, they're dancing around me in front of my grandmother's piano. I'm remembering all the dreams God's giving me and I'm giving them to people and they're actually prophecies, but they were playing with me because they knew I was a little kid. So they're like, how can you be so powerful supernaturally and you don't even know how to do your ABCs all the way? You, you're not even in school yet. What do you know, little girl? You can't tell us. We've been here for decades. See, some may feel like, how come you and not me? Father, we tarry for you. Father, we wait on you. Father, we give our life. We fast and we pray to you. And you're going to give what we want from you to this little kid who has boogers all in her nose and all kind of just, just like kitty stuff. Don't even know colors yet. Don't even know how to say shapes, but yet already know about their wonderfully uniquely made. Come on, somebody. And I got that a lot. The devil was so mad I was here. He tried to send people to pinch me for no reason. Why you pinch me? Just shut up, little girl. For no reason. He had me to discern. Growing up, being here discerning. Good from evil. Oh, 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 oh. This what you're doing in the church? Oh, oh. I know I can't say anything because I'm going to get spanked. But I don't want to be spanked. But this is not right. Let me go make me a prayer closet at three years old. Father, I'm here. Father, I'm here all the way to five years old. Father, let me preach. Oh, oh, it's a problem. The bills is a problem. Okay, well, let me preach outside. There are no bills outside. 
Oh, the offering? Okay, let me take this to the highest mountain so it could be easier to give it to you because you are up there. So the higher I go, the closer I become to you to give it to you. I had to let them know in my essay, my only challenge, knowing God in Christ my whole life, growing up as a kid, was me trying to figure out how did I get here if I'm from heaven. See, I didn't have all the passage because I was just a kid. Sabbath school, Sunday school, I'm telling you, I had no idea about the theology of the angels and what happened with all of that. I just know they were fallen angels who are now demons. And I knew I was here in the earth where they were kicked out the kingdom to be here. And I said, am I a descendant of them? The devil tried to play with my identity. Am I a descendant of him? No, you are a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But you know what's so amazing about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? God always used them as an illustration to define our identity in him. We are the sim descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but each one of them had a wife to deceive them away from God. Do you understand? You understand? Starting with Adam. Adam, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Adam, Eve, you better not. But he did. He didn't say anything. Abraham, Sarah, you better not. He had to say that because he didn't say anything. You better stop mistreating Hagar. She only did what you asked her to do. What you being jealous for? You the one sent her in the room with me. You better stop. How are you going to want me to put her out and my child? That is a part of me. Even though it's not part of the promise because of the purpose, but he's still a part of me because he came from out of me into her because you sent me to do that. Woman, stop playing with me. Hallelujah. When it comes to Isaac being deceived by Rachel. Ah. Yeah, I know the tradition. I know the law. I know it's supposed to be the eldest son, but the eldest son sometimes don't get it right. The eldest son give me a hard time. He don't listen because the youngest son is the one who's actually always listening, behaves so well. See, she was basing it upon behavior. Jacob is better because he listened more. So I'm going to deceive you, husband, have you to anoint the youngest one. And it came back on Jacob. Let me tell you something. When we do sinful things and we don't repent, we are positioning ourselves for God to remember. So when he remember, because he's not having the access to remember no more because we didn't ask him to forgive us, then we're going to be chastised. It's going to come back on us. I'm trying to tell you. Simple as that. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. What you do, it come back unless you and I repent. When we repent, he forgive and remember no more. That doesn't mean that it's out of his mind because he will always remember because he cannot forget because forget would be a mistake. Oh, God, don't make any mistakes. He remember no more, meaning I would no longer hold you accountable for what you have done because I have freed you from that. So now you can move on. Hallelujah. See, Jacob must didn't repent. 
Because sometimes we feel like we don't have to repent because the situation or the circumstance or the decision that was made was the best one, whether anybody liked it or not. Because it came back on Jacob because God remembered because he didn't position God to remember no more by being forgiven. Because when he met a man named Laban who had two daughters, Rachel and Leah, he wanted Rachel. Okay, you have to work for me. Okay, you can work for me and you get Rachel. Okay, there goes the night. Leah say, no, father, I want him for myself. Oh, now you and Leah plotting like you, Jacob, and Re Rebecca was plotting. I'm telling you, come back on you. And... You lied down with the wrong one. And when he seen it was Leah, he went straight to Laban. Hey, wait a second. You told me I was going to be with Rachel. You gave me Leah. How did you trick me? You want her? Work for me for five plus more years. You Then you can have her. See, what he did to Esau with Rebekah and deceived his father Isaac, same thing happened with him. Now Leah and her father Laban has deceived him regarding Rachel. You understand? They plotted against you like you and your mother plotted against Esau. It came back on you. And you could tell down the line, Jacob still had some things going on with how he felt about his brother. He just still felt like I'm the better one, no matter anybody like it or not. I'm a man of God. But I know I'm the better one because he tried to do the same thing to Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Let me go to Joseph's sons and let me anoint his sons. And he grabbed the youngest hand instead of grabbing the eldest boy hand. And Joseph moved his father's hand back. No, father, you're going to anoint the eldest boy like you're supposed to. Now, I don't know if Jacob gave his sons that testimony of what he had done to Esau for Jacob, for Joseph to say, uh-uh, you're not going to do my kids like you did your brother, like you did to your father with my grandmother, which is, I mean, with, yeah, I mean, my mother, which is your wife. You're not going to do that like my mother, like my mother, like my mother did you. You understand? Hallelujah. Excuse me, grandmother. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Because Rachel is his mother. Rebecca is his grandmother. You're not going to do me like my grandmother has done you. Hallelujah. And it came back on you and my mother because of what you done with my mother to defile our grandfather, which is your father, Isaac. And Jacob tried to do the same thing. So that means he didn't learn. That means he didn't feel bad <laughs> what he did because he tried to do it to somebody else. Again, his own grandkids. And Joseph wasn't having it. No, father. You're going to anoint this one. And he tried to grab his hand again. Joseph said, no, you're going to do this one. He had to repeat himself. It's like somebody trying to go to the store and, you know, Buy something that you don't want. And they come out with what they want to buy. No, I said, I wanted this. They go and get what they want again. No, I just told you I want this. Then they go back in the store and get the right thing. Because they already knew when they went in the store what you wanted. But they wanted to get what they wanted instead. To see if you were going to say anything. Because some of us sometimes be like, it's all right. I know I said this, but you know, this next time. No, no next time. I didn't ask for that. Can you go get what I asked for, please? Because you asked me what did I want, not what you wanted to give to me. Now, if you wanted me to eat what you wanted me to eat, then you would have said so. 
But when you ask me, what do I want? I'm going to give you my answer. Whether my answer be what I want specifically or it doesn't matter. Go get something. It doesn't matter. You ask me for my answer and I'm going to give you one. Hallelujah. This is my time for now. But you have to know that we are moving outside of space and time. So we're going to be moving. We're going to be used. We're going to be used. Hallelujah. We're going to be used greatly. Much more than we are right now because it gets greater. Hallelujah. This is my time for now. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you.